Hey there, and welcome to the new podcast. We're calling this podcast the Church and Coffee with Friends podcast. And we're really excited to be here. My name is Bobby Sayre, and I'm here with one of my friends. Hey, I'm Joseph Cathcart. Glad to be here with you. Broadcasting. Can you say broadcasting, or is it is it just recording from Japan? I guess you could say we're broadcasting, and Joseph Cathcart. Now, and it's something annoying about his name. I it's bring a, that up. It's a good name. <laughs> but I'm glad that my he has name this, comes with your approval. He has this weird thing where he signs his name with a little J and a little C. I okay. don't know if that's because his abbreviations are similar to Jesus's, and he's like trying not to compete. Yeah, see, he's the big JC, and I'm the little JC. But if I could just explain, that was just a thing that I started maybe 10 years ago. Are you really the little JC? No, so that started like 10 years ago. And I just thought, you know, I read he must increase, I must decrease. And I thought, well, I like the way it sounds. If I were to put my name with a little J and a little C, even though it's not grammatically correct, you know, it'll remind myself that God's got to increase and I've got to decrease. And so I started doing that. And then after that, it really wasn't about humility at all. I just enjoyed the way it looked. The anger that people have over me spelling my name with little J. People will get like physically upset. And I think families even come close to disowning you before over this. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as some other things that I've done where people have unfriended me. Yeah, that's, that's another story for another time. There's this thing in his family where people like to fake their no, death. You can't and say that. We'll just leave that as a cliffhanger <laughs> and come back next week to figure out what that's all about. He says he does it to be humble, but as you can see, we spent the last first five minutes of the new podcast talking about Joseph's name. Which so is what it's I wanted in the, the first place. Yeah, absolutely. No, I said it started as being humble and it, well, let's just stop talking about it. So as some of you might know, we're missionaries to Japan. But this isn't necessarily a podcast about missions. We know that that will come into it. And of course, we'll share some of the things that are going on in Japan. But Joseph, how long have you been a missionary? We came to Japan uh, four years ago in the summer. So it's been just a little bit more than four years. And I uh, feel like we've been getting used to Japan for four years. And with now it's kind of interesting because we're starting to transition away from Japan in the future next year. So we've been here learning Japanese for four years, getting used to life here. And, but we, we love the opportunity to be here. So and we love the people that we've met here. So Joseph and Whitney Cathcart, he has two sons, Augustus and Covington, and they've been here for four years. Our family has been missionaries for three and a half years. Some of you know my wife, April, and we have three kids, Abigail, Elizabeth, and Robert. And April's pregnant with Drum another roll. one, oh, a boy, Lord. the big reveal. So, And I think what's cool about that is from the very beginning, Bobby and I have been talking about becoming missionaries from the really early days and start. Rewind five or six years ago, and we were sitting in your living room in San Antonio, Texas, and we were telling you guys that we were planning to come to Japan. And just really cool how we've been on that, oh, Lord help me, I don't want to say journey together, but... You know what I mean. I think it's also fair to say that the journey is beyond the mission field. I know you worked at your dad's church in Montana. Right. And of course, we both spent time working at a church in America. And so we have a little bit of a rounded view of the church and Christianity. 
And hopefully we can touch on some of those topics, not just about missions, but of course, I know you're curious to hear some about that as well. So we've known each other a long time, even before we knew each other, our families knew each other and right. have done ministry together. So we're happy to have that fellowship and have that connection. My mom, uh, who's in heaven now, love her. She was the maid of honor in Gloria right. Joseph's she mom's She was really wedding. instrumental in putting my parents together because my dad was really trying for my mom and your mom is the one who helped him get her. She was the go-between. He would talk to Cindy and Cindy would talk to Gloria. Yeah. and But I think even be, before that, our grandparents were pretty close friends too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's great to have friends and Christian friends who you can just count on that are always there. So we went to Bible college at IBC in San Antonio, Texas, and, you know, we get assigned to be roommates and we haven't been there at school that long. I mean, maybe we were there like two or three weeks and, you know, we're... can I just say that I think I might've actually requested you as a roommate? I know that sounds slightly creepy to you. I think it was like, don't tell Bobby, but Zulema, could you please let me be roommates with Bobby? And so she was like, let me tell you something. Yes. And so I really appreciate that. So anyways, we're like getting our milk and cookies. We're reading our Bible, praying because that's what Bible college students do. We start to get into bed. Uh, we had two twin beds, of course. And so like we're just barely getting into bed. We're laying back, starting to close our eyes. And it's one of those things where you don't know if it's like a dream or happening in reality. But all of a sudden we see these headlights just coming straight for us and our room's not like facing a road there's like trees in between us and the road it's not like we're just inches from the road and we kind of look at each other and we're like do you do you see what i'm seeing so this car just like you can hear just rev up and just runs into the building at full speed luckily this is like an old something's making some noise Sorry, it's just trying to put an effect in there. So, yeah, with something like that, and it just, you hear the, the brakes squealing, and it slams into the building. Luckily, there's this tiny ledge at the bottom that it hit, so that we didn't... <laughs> That's what it was like, except it was in our living room. Yes. And so, we like... Luckily, nobody got hurt, and we all run outside, and we're like, what in the world? What was that? Woke up everybody in the dorm, and everyone was outside barefoot, and the car by that time had already backed up and driven down the road, and it was crazy because we were on the phone with the police, and they said, well, is there anything you can tell us about the car? And we said, no, there's nothing we can tell you about the car. It just drove into our house, and we're on this road. But then someone looked down, and right on the dirt in front of the dorm, perfectly placed, by an angel above there was the license plate of the car so we said well actually the license plate number of the car is 5c and so they caught so that guy the lesson is don't run your car drunk into a bible college because you're you'll probably get caught you could take that a step back and say don't drive drunk if you wanted to make a public service announcement for kids well of course don't drive drunk you could take that a step even further back and say don't all right drive. so <laughs> Uh, so Joseph, what did you do yesterday? 
Oh, let's see. Yesterday, I was working in a graveyard in Tendi, Japan. I've got this part-time job where I work with our uh, pastor. He's also a stone layer, so we set up gravestones sometimes, big heavy rocks. And so that's kind of an interesting It sounds like the perfect job. place to work if you have plans to fake your death in the future. Well, you know, it does give some inspiration. <laughs> your family kind of has like a fascination with like the dark side of life. Yeah, I think I think that's a way to appreciate the light side of life, you know? I think that's pretty cool, actually, to work in a graveyard in Japan. And I've heard Joseph say one of the things you notice in the graveyards here is very few crosses. Right, yeah. I think I've seen maybe two or three crosses in a graveyard in Japan, and I've been in lots of graveyards. But I'm really thankful for the job that I've had there. It's a little bit of extra income, of course, but it's just good to see what the actual culture is like in Japan. And there's a whole you know, whole gamut of things that comes with someone dying in Japan with what their family will do for the grave. It's much deeper than just like laying flowers at a grave that we would do in America and keep it clean. But we could talk about that some other time, I guess. Japanese people do a great job of honoring their ancestors. And so there's a lot of rituals and things that they do when it comes to taking care of the grave and death and even ancestor worship. So it gets all into this whole thing. My day was good yesterday. Every Thursday and Friday, I help to teach English at a church in Tendi, Japan. The only church in Tendi, Japan. Yeah, we were both working in Tendi then. And actually, a long time ago, Joseph's father, John Cathcart, uh, started this church, built this church. And there's another pastor now, one of our good friends who we're hoping could be on the podcast in the future. Uh, but I had a good time doing that yesterday, teaching some kids. It was a good day. Of course, one of the things we love to talk about is coffee. We love to drink coffee. We've got a cup with us right now. Uh, what kind of coffee did you have this morning, Joseph? I had coffee. Uh, it was a dark roast from the hills of Mexico. And Simri Tolman, shout out to Simri down there. Philip Tolman's son, He's a grew up as a missionary in Mexico. And now he has a lot of businesses. But one of the businesses that he does is his own coffee farm. And it's all organic. And he just does it all. That's so cool. So cool. That's so cool. We really, really want to go down there to and see him. I'm not joking when I say it's the best coffee I've ever had. I'm not like a coffee connoisseur. But I just think it's the best, the freshest coffee and has the most delicious flavor. So how does he get that all the way from Mexico to Japan? So he's amazing. Actually, he... He does all the work, but he packages it and puts my label on it and sends it to Japan. So I had to go through a little bit of you know details for importing stuff into Japan, but we got that all done. And so now he sends us the coffee, uh, gets us a big shipment every once in a while. We're in the middle of the city, so if you hear some trucks, you could feel like you're in Japan with <laughs> us. But the coffee really is amazing. Our friend Simri Tolman, we've been friends with him almost our whole life. And I think you can check him out on Facebook. The name of his brand is Utopia. And what he does is he'll package it for you. He'll put your label on it. And so if you're a church in it's, America, it would be awesome. In Africa, uh, or if Amsterdam, you want it to come with I a, think he can get that coffee too. If you, you want it to come with a kind of creepy label on it, then you can just get my label put on it for you. And then, you know, I've heard people say it was demented. I've heard people say it was creative. So how come his brand is Lumber Joe? He's trying to get a commercial in there for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, a little but bit. But Lumber Joe, how come the J in Lumber Joe is not lowercase? Well, because it's not about me. It's coffee. It's called Joe, So even the coffee, it's not about you, but 
the coffee is literally even the name of the coffee is about you isn't it just like wicked and sinister how i do that with everything just one thing at a time this morning i've got a cup of dark roast also i don't have simmery's coffee with me but it's a really good nice cup of coffee i think oh marilla how much you miss something funny about joseph me and joseph is we like you know and we like to watch an anna green gable type movie every now and then um yeah i mean who doesn't throw a little pnp in there pride and prejudice oh as long as you watch the old original one i don't watch any of that newfangled stuff like garbage i don't watch nightly i don't watch anything that's over 10 hours long is it is it no that's under 10 hours i think yeah the original pride and prejudice is that an ice hey. cream truck <laughs> no that in japan we first moved to japan i was like oh ice cream and Let's ran outside and it turns out to be the garbage trucks run around with the ice cream truck sound so if you reach your hand in the back it'll probably get smashed yeah that's not a good idea have you ever had those um like the noodle trucks drive by your house around here no we never. used to have that in Hibata. This truck would drive around at night in the wintertime when it's cold, and they'd just be selling hot, fresh noodles out of their truck. Was it like, was it called Uber Noodle? (laughs) (laughs) And then they imported it to America and it just took off. It's kind of, it kind of really is like the first uh, Uber. Did you guys ever buy it? Uber's got to be a German thing, right? Let's talk about the history of Germans and Japanese. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Have you ever been to Hiroshima? You haven't, right? I really want to go. That's on our to-do list. I'm hoping yeah. sometime this year we're going to be able to do that. Yeah, I would love to take a bullet train down there. I Yeah, we haven't been there either, but I've heard that, you know, really great tours. Have you seen any good movies recently? So, yes, I have. Um, this summer, when you were asking about movies the other day, of course... You know, we watched kind of older movies with our kids, and so we watched a new couple new Lassies this summer. And there's some really great Lassie movies out there, and they always move slow enough for my kids to enjoy them. And my kids, you know, our lads, they're uh, really stimulated by a bunch of fast moving color and if stuff. If we like had that. some Lassie aficionados out there, how could we consume this? So all you got to do is go to Apple iTunes. What ha- is it called? Apple TV. Apple TV, and then. So we've just actually bought the old Lassies on there. Because the only other way you can get it is on DVD. There's no one else who really offers them. Amazon has some for free, but they're just like the old episodes. And you can watch the old episodes, the TV episodes. But you don't want to know this much, do you? <laughs> I guess their I guess their price to be on Netflix was just too high. And Netflix yeah, just, had to, so. say, no, but the just had to say no. No, but the quality is incredible. They are black and white, but the best one that I would recommend, hands down, is the first one, Lassie, Come Home. Okay, I do have one other movie recommendation. You only get one a week. Are you serious? Okay, then uh, I'll we'll do. This is the this is it's the first week, the first podcast. So I know there's this built up tension. So and that's that's the movie to watch with your kids and for your kids and for yourself. But if you are up late with your wife or maybe not your wife. It's called Ben is Back. And if it's got, I watched it on the plane on the way back to Japan. And not that I think it was an encouraging movie or particularly wonderful. I think it was a really, I think a movie's job is to tell a story. And I think that the story that it tells is a really important one for people to hear, especially people, especially Christians to hear, because it's all about drug use and how that affects people and how people are truly addicted. 
And so I think it really helps with a lot of empathy. Anyway, lots and lots and lots of F words probably in it, but it's, what's her name? What's her name? What's the F word? Fellowship. Uh, that's what we always said at our church. My dad always said the F word is fellowship because he doesn't like to so, like, you know, spend too say. much time with people. What's her name? Uh, Susan Sarandon. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts in this new movie called Ben is Back. And I think it's just a really well done movie. Anyway, so that was a great movie. But do you have a movie recommendation? Um, we saw a lot of movies this summer. Lion King, I thought was really good. Why are well, you that's, talking? That's that was some, just, that's I just, something. I can't hear the that's words impressive. Lion King and that's not, not seeing that. Did you, did you call Disney to see if they would let you do that? No, you know, that's just in my blood because my mom was raised in Africa for a couple of years. So it's just... Oh, so that was just natural. Yeah, it just comes out, you know, kind of... That's the second time that you culturally kind of appropriated something today. Hey, man, I got more. So... Anyway, so I'm sorry. I interrupted you, as is my custom. Yeah, the Lion so, King. But a kind of a nugget of a movie that we found that we really liked that's on Netflix. It's called White Fang, and it's a novel by Jack London. And he's also the one who wrote Call of the Wild. And it's really good. And it's a good movie for kids to watch. It's about animals, but the animals don't talk. And it's kind of done in a more mature fashion. But it's a really good movie. So that's that's the little movie that we watched with the family this summer that was good. All right. Is that your top recommendation for this week? Because I heard that on this show you only get one recommendation. That's my recommendation for this week. But awesome. I've got some good things lined up for next Sweet. week. Do you play fantasy football? No, I don't, and I don't know anything about it, but I did tag you in something the other day that John Christ had done on fantasy worship leader teams. Did you watch it? Yes, I did watch it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So if you could fantasy pick any worship leader in the world, who would it be? See, I They have even, to be alive. I even know most of the people that they mentioned, but I just thought it was really funny, making yeah. fun of the whole scene. It was pretty funny. Yeah, so I've been I've been doing fantasy football for a long time, about ten years, with a group of guys from the church, Destiny Church, shout out home church in San Antonio, Texas, and we always have a fun time drafting the players, eating hot wings, being a little bit crazy. But so, it's it's fun because it gives the football games you watch purpose because you see how your guys that you chose for your team do in real life. So who'd you choose? Oh, just a bunch of guys, some football players, my quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah, are you a Rodgers fan? Um, Mr. Are you more Rogers. of a Brady guy? Yeah, I like Mr. Rodgers, and uh, I don't know Brady, but I know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you don't know Tom Brady? I've heard the name. Isn't he a coach? I thought he was a coach. No. Well, okay, so I'm out of the football scene. He's not been a coach, since, but uh, he's he's really old. Okay, yeah. So. Well, then how can you compare him? How can you be an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady fan if Tom Brady is like old and not playing anymore? Because they're probably like two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I thought Joe Montana was. Joe Montana? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that his name? Joe Montana, you mean? Is it really Montana? Yeah, just like the state. That's where you're from, right? He's not a Mexican? Anyway, obviously I've never done fantasy football, but... You should try cool. it out. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, well... Mm. 
yeah, it sounds complicated to me. The whole drafting thing. Do you like football food? Yeah. Yeah. Like what kind of food would you like for like a game? Yeah. Super Bowl wings, popcorn, chicken, barbecue sauce. Yeah. Cucumber sandwiches. Cucumber sandwiches? Have you never had a cucumber sandwich? Cucumber sandwich. It's like a tea party food, but man, I love it. It's so good. Well, one of the things that we want to do each week is kind of bring a topic to to bring some focus to this podcast, share something that we've been thinking about, possibly about church or the Bible. So we thought that today we might talk about the art of feasting. See, I love the way that sounds when you say that. It just sounds so good. Yes, it does. It even it even sounds nice to the ear. Sounds nourishing. So throughout the Bible, we see this idea of feasting. In the Old Testament, you see all these feasts that they have and these holidays. And it was just this joyous time of people coming together to eat food. But it's more about it's more than just eating food. It's about coming together in fellowship and sharing our hearts together and focusing it on God instead of it just being about the food. Right. So many of the things that God commanded the Israelites were commanding them to have this big, huge feast, sometimes a seven-day feast or something like that. I always thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And we know food is a big part of the Bible. And I think that the closest way that we get to that is probably Thanksgiving. And that is my favorite holiday. It's my dad's favorite holiday. Always has it's been. It's always been my favorite holiday. Yeah. Too. It's like the... It's the one where it's just you get together and it's a big feast and you're you're doing nothing but focusing on being together. So it says in Genesis 2.9, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And I think that's cool because... God made the earth for us to enjoy the things that he gave to us to. And he even says, of course, after that, we know that he also gave us the animals to eat and to enjoy. The feasts that we see in the Old Testament, would you say that they're like a shadow of things to come? Yeah, absolutely. How can we apply something crazy like the Feast of Tabernacles to today? Well, I don't know how it applies exactly, literally, but... I cannot wait until the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's going to be this awesome feast. And we've been telling Augustus about that since he was two. And seriously, he's been looking forward to it since he was two years old. One day we're going to have this huge feast with this long table with Jesus. And it's going to be the best food we've ever had. And it's just like, can you not wait for that? That's going to be the best thing. something that has been important to me too, because of course I'm looking forward to having that special supper and celebration with my mom when I get to heaven. And so that's something I think that as Christians, we can really anticipate and look forward to. But as we anticipate and look forward to it, we can enjoy those kind of feasts now. Right, right. Even on this earth. When you look at the Old Testament feast and you see like kind of all these weird rituals and things and you think like, what is that about? It says in Colossians 2.16, that these things were a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. I love that. Would you say that when you think about something like the marriage supper of the Lamb, would you say it's about the food, or would you say it's about something else first? Well, no, of course I would say it's about the 
community. But really, it's about the food. I mean, it's about being with Jesus. But I love that Jesus loves, you know, all of that community and fellowship. But it's around a table and it's around this shared food. And that's a wonderful thing. I mean, that's going to be incredible. Right. I can't wait. What I love about Thanksgiving is it's not just about the feast. Right. It's about the anticipation. Right. Yeah. The whole season of it. half the fun. So you're planning it. You're thinking about it. You're making a menu. Right. And not just that, but the day before, like you're eating things that will prepare your body to enjoy this feast. Really? Like what do you do the day before? Well, for instance, I'm not going to go like to... You like La- kind of eat lapis and get like a jalapeno okay. yeah, I get bacon that. and egg taco. You're just kind of making your pies and stuff and tasting some of the ingredients. And then you're eating kind of light, getting ready for the meal, right? Right. Yeah. I know your family does something kind of unique where you do like a breakfast on Thanksgiving yeah, morning I, also. Yeah, we do that. But it's pretty light breakfast, just some smoked cheese and some marmalade jam and some toast. And it's mostly just for, a, you know, to start the day, kick off with a mini feast. And then get into the rest what's your of it. favorite since Thanksgiving that kind of does like summarize what feasting is about. I think my favorite Thanksgiving food is probably the mashed potatoes. I don't know why, but okay. to me, mashed potatoes are just with Thanksgiving gravy and turkey and a roll. You just can't beat that. So I would say that it's my mom's uh, from so from my mom. I got to say from my mom and then from Whitney. But my mom's, I would say that it's uh, her dressing, which is what Southerners call stuffing and just can't beat it. And then, but then from Whitney, she makes a sweet potato souffle, which is something that's gone down through her family history for, you know, a hundred years or something like that. And that's incredible too. So both of those things can't get away from. Right. So would you, how can we make it more than just eating? What would you think gives feasting a purpose even just beyond thanksgiving i think it's something like our families like to get together a lot for meals and just enjoy each other's Mm -hmm. company how can we make it more meaningful when i was a little kid see i was the fourth born and so when i was a little kid on thanksgiving at least we would go around the table and say what we were thankful for and then by the time i was like five or six seven eight all my older brothers and sisters and my whole family was kind of like okay we've done that for 15 years we don't need to do that anymore but i loved that so much and so i was kind of the annoying kid brother who made us every single year go around and say what we were thankful for that's cool yeah yeah stuff like that's fun because you're not just preparing the entrees the sides the drinks the desserts but you're planning to make christ the center and remembering what it's all about it's not it is about the food but we're being thankful for what god's done in our life and uh, what he's doing inside of us and through our family. And it's so cool just to remember what God has done and celebrate because a lot of times we think, well, it's fun to be at church. It's fun to worship and listen to the word. But sometimes the best time to feel close to God is just enjoying a feast with other Christians. Yeah. And I really like the, um, the, oh, I can't think of the word. I can't think of the word right now, but just when you take it slow afterwards, that's one of my favorite things about after a big feast is everyone, you know, you do the dishes or whatever, but then everyone retires to the living room and you're just sitting around kind of in the afterglow. And I think that's one of my favorite things is the afterglow of the meal. You have had that feast and then you're all together just saying that was so wonderful. And then you're just talking and reading. That's great. That's really good. 
And just like we anticipate a big meal, you can hear our kids running around. They just got back yeah, from the back. park. We anticipate that meal. We get ourselves ready. We prepare ourselves. We are looking forward to that day so much. And that's what the marriage supper of the lamb is like. We're anticipating that day. We're preparing our body. We're preparing our heart. We're preparing our life. Everything is looking forward to that day because it's the marriage supper of the lamb. You know, the lamb is Jesus. And that's the person that we have to look forward to being with the most. But our friends, our family, those who have been in the struggles on this earth with us, they're going to be at that marriage supper of the lamb too. And that's exciting. Yeah. And there's just one thing I wanted to add with the verse that you read in uh, Acts chapter two, we get a description of the early church and how they started and what they did. And maybe you were going to share this too, but it says, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as such as should be saved. I just think that's sums it up really nicely that they ate their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. There's just a thankfulness there. That's awesome. There's one more verse in it's in first Corinthians 10 31. And it's a verse that we like to say a lot as Christians, but it's whatever you do, whether it's eating or drinking and everything, do it unto the glory of God. 10 points for Bobby. Best verse. I'll try better next week. Your verse was really good too. Well, it sounds like our kids are back. You can probably hear them playing downstairs a little bit. Um, I don't know about you, Joseph, but I really enjoyed this time of having coffee with you, having coffee with everyone out there, and just reflecting on God a little bit, reflecting on life, and just talking about how things are going. Yeah, thanks for listening. And we want to do this again next week and have this as much as possible to be, you know, once a week if we can and uh, so next week we're going to talk a little bit about dirt and soil and i'm really looking forward to sharing some things that i've been reading about with that sometimes it could be joseph by himself here sometimes it could be me by myself sometimes we're going to have a third guest so we're going to mix it up we're going to keep it interesting and i'm really looking forward to hearing about that soil yeah is there going to be some sort of life application uh it's we're going to get down and dirty that's what we're going to get down and dirty next week so thank you everyone for sharing this time with us and tell everyone you know about it and let's have fun just each week just talking about life god talking about church coffee hanging out with friends i just feel like there should be some music playing right now like oh we'll have some music why do we need music when we've got you i was gonna do the lion king thing again but i'm not all right is there anything else you want to say that's it i'm out all right that's it for today we'll see you guys soon Bye. Be the light of my lantern, light of my lantern tonight.